play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. If you can't tell already, we are doing this remotely like we, we did a while ago, and that's just because uh, the studio, which every episode for the most part where this show has been recorded, it's no longer the studio. <laughs> yeah, we are now moving on to bigger and better things. <laughs> Absolutely. And in the interim, which will be basically this month, July, uh, we'll be doing it remotely. So a couple episodes, but as always, we're going to play some great music because that is what we do here. So we're going to get into the music after we go over the, the new songs that have been released. So let's get into it so we can get after it. We're going to start on July 3rd with Starter Jackets. They released Dead Malls, and that is on Rad Girlfriend Records. Rad Girlfriend Records releasing uh, several releases. We'll get to a few more here in a moment. Uh, Down Not Out released a two-track, Another Story, and Last Night's Regrets on July 4th. The label Activar Hazlatumiz, they released a compilation with 20 tracks. Had a chance to listen to a couple of those tracks. They're pretty good. They came out on the 6th. Let's go look that label up over on Bandcamp. The Slow Death released Casual Majesty on Rad Girlfriend Records, and the Raging Nathans released Failures in Art, Sorted Youth Volume 2 on Rad Girlfriend Records, both on the 8th. Also on the 8th, the Uncouth released Know Your Roots. That's a two-track EP. We're going to get more into that here shortly. Boogie Hammer released Search and Nestroy, not Destroy, but Nestroy, which is an EP, four-tracker. Cool band from Austria. I heard a couple tracks on there, too. It's pretty good. The Third Rates released Middle of the Road on the 11th. Threer uh, released You Live With What You Create on the 13th. Sunliner released Salad Days, uh, which is a single on Lockjaw Records on the 13th. Cloak Dagger released Temp Life, which is two tracks on the 13th. Senses Fail will be releasing on the 15th. Hell Is In Your Head on Pure Noise Records. I Real, I R. Let me start that over again. I-R-R-E-A-L. They released, are going to be releasing Era Electronica on La Vida Es Un Moose Discos on the 15th. Screeching Weasel will be releasing the awful disclosures of Screeching Weasel, and that will be on the 15th as well. Eric, we talked a little bit about that one last time, as you were surprised that uh, Screeching Weasel is still putting out music. Yeah, I was. And I have heard <clears throat> some disclosures from uh, Ben Weasel himself, having seen him live some eight years ago. Nice. And uh, he, he said some questionable things. <laughs> <laughs> well, new music from Screeching Weasel on the 15th. Uh, looking ahead to the next week, Body Jar has a release coming out, and unfortunately, I deleted the title. It's on Melodic Punk Style. I don't know what it is. I accidentally deleted it when I was moving a different line. But Body Jar's coming out with something on the 20th. On the 22nd, ZYMT, Zimpt, is releasing Das Privilege der Misanthropy, which is an LP on Spastic Fantastic Records. The Suicide Machines are putting out a split with Coquettish. I don't, I'm not familiar with the 
band they're doing the split with, but the split's called Gibo Gomi, G-E-B-O-G-O-M-I. Uh, Suicide Machines are awesome. I think two of the singles, or tr- not singles, but tracks are already out for you to hear. 22. Ooh, get on that. <laughs> yeah, the, I've heard one already, and I swear yesterday or day before, if the other one's not out yet, it'll be out pretty soon. And then that split officially comes out on the 22nd, but you can, I think pre-orders are up, and they're already on their second set of pre-orders for the vinyl on that one. Uh, 22, releasing Dismissed on Melodic Punk Style on the 22nd, and finally G-L-A-A-S, it's all capitalized, that's why I'm spelling it, uh, they are going to be releasing Qualm on Static Shock Records, so... Uh, hopefully get a few more things added to the list. But Eric, how about you? You got anything you want to add to that list? Oh, I got, I got quite a bit actually. Excellent. Um, Let's hear it. All right. Yeah. Some of these will be going back a, uh, a little, a little ways. One going all the way back to, uh, March, March 25th, but I feel it is worth, uh, talking about. Uh, everyone remembers the band killing joke apparently they've been a little bit busy the past couple of years and just as you're alone they released the ep lord of chaos okay and i listened to it it's a couple of really great songs and i'll be i'll be talking about it later on in the uh uh month okay (laughs) (laughs) in the next uh, couple episodes anyway uh going back a bit of a ways towards the uh end of june some uh uh, I guess you can have these served as reminders or just uh, other releases that I think are worth talking about. On the 24th, the band Speed released their EP, Gang Called Speed. On the 24th, Orthodox released their single, Head on a Spike, from their upcoming album, Learning to Dissolve. Not scheduled to come out till uh, August 19th. On the 28th, the band Bazooka Tooth. <laughs> I had nice. to include them because of their name. Bazooka That's a great Tooth. Name. Oh, yeah, it is a great name. Uh, they'll be releasing a Kingdom of Pain um, on the 29th. Uh, Run Into the Sun released their song Pain, but more importantly, on the 1st of July, they released their EP Love Slash Pain. And, oh, that's a good one. It is such a good one. Run Into the Sun, got nothing but love for those guys. Um, yeah, on the 1st, Municipal Waste released Electrified Brain. I think everybody knew that, and everybody has listened to it at least five times by now. <laughs> and me, I listened to it once, and yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. I haven't heard a standout track from it, but whatever. Uh, the second, Suffocator, released their second album, Rotting Existence. And we'll be talking about that in just a few minutes later on in this episode. Um, also on the second, Total Serial and the band Terminal Respiratory Secretions also known as TXRXS, they did a split together. And yeah, Total Serial, they are a local band from the, uh, I guess you could say the power violence or the noise community. I don't know what you call them anymore. It really, it takes a very, it takes acute hearing to really hear the differences between grind, crust, noise, and power violence. Fair enough. (laughs) it is very difficult (laughs) anyway moving on from there on the fourth the lovely talented cuffs released yet another single cash cow right and we listened to that last week it was great yeah it was that's great 
And on the sixth, Funeral Chic released their single Last Line Blues. That album is not, or their album Roman Candle will be coming up at the end of the month. That is the 29th. Excited for that. Awesome. On the eighth, Rejection Pact released their EP promo 2022. Um, on the 11th, the band Real Horror Show, who is a relatively new band here in Salt Lake, they did a sort of unofficial release of their song Rat Race in the form of a, of a music video on YouTube. And I recommend you watch that. Once again, Real Horror Show, Rat Race. The song is great, but the music video is really bizarre. Awesome. <laughs> and I shared it on the SLC hardcore page and that it's like a it's like a B movie, like a, a horror fantasy types type movie, you know. I refer to it as like a evil D and dead. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, check that shit out. Um oh yeah, the new three year album. Actually, Wolf himself sent me the link to his band camp as in like not just to me, but to the SLC hardcore page, both in Messenger. I'm like, okay, Wolf, don't worry. It's on my radar. I'm going to be listening to it. <laughs> also, uh, on the 13th, being today, two singles came out from two bands who have upcoming releases that I am excited for, one of which is the Flatliners. They released Rat King, and the other is of Russian Circles. They released Betrayal. And we'll be playing some Russian circles here toward the end of the episode. There's awesome. a bit of a spoiler for you. Oh, and man. finally, on the eighth, I, I know, don't don't worry. There's <laughs> more to be coming. <laughs> I'm ready for that album to be coming out. The Genosis. Genosis. That is uh, not until the 19th of August, anyway. Uh, and finally, on the 18th, Snuff Tape just... Uh, Actually, today released a little teaser for the new single that will be coming out on that date, which is C4. So, a lot of local releases uh, that have come out and or are coming out. And, yeah, I couldn't be happier. In fact, this whole episode is going to be me paying respects to the local scene, old and new. Nice. Yeah, except for the Russian circles. Those guys are not local. They are native to Chicago. Right. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's uh, that's all I got for uh, the upcoming releases. And uh, yeah, I've been getting a pretty uh, decently sized list. Also, I've been meaning to mention this the, the past couple of episodes. This is a really kind of a bizarre re uh, new release. Uh, the band Blood Clot, they have been teasing some uh, new material with the uh, with a whole different lineup. I mean, as we know, uh, Todd Youth passed away back in uh, tw uh, back in late 2019. Or was it 2018? I don't remember, but... I forget. Uh, but yeah, Nick Oliveri and Joey Costello, they're no longer in the band. They have been replaced. And apparently, they have a new single out called Save the Robots. But apparently, it was released February last year. But... Then on a Blood Clot's Instagram page, they posted a little snapshot of the music video they have for it. And I was like, go ahead and stream it now. And that was back in June 27th. And I was thinking, wait, is this sort of an unofficial release date? Because I tried to find wherever else it could be. And I couldn't find it anywhere other than the little teaser they, they put out. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's... 
And it's pretty bizarre. But that you can stream it on YouTube now. It's it's a good song. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Now I'm now I'm done with uh, announcing new releases. I think we're ready to talk about new releases. Yes, we are. Let's get into uh, some new releases. About time to play some music. Yeah, it's about time to play some music. And yeah, we're going to start off with a new song. Like I said, this is all going to be local, at least my picks anyway. And one of uh, <laughs> and one of Dustin's picks, I might add. But yep. we'll get to that in a minute here. And I'm pretty sure literally a minute. So <laughs> there is a band in Salt Lake that has just formed as of this year, and they go by the name of Betty. Yes, Betty. And they released an album called Death to Power Violence, and it is about nine minutes long. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that's uh, that's what you get in a band, in a power violence band, and a grindcore band, and uh, not exactly crust bands. They tend to have longer songs. Even some power violence bands have some longer songs. Just look at Weekend Nachos. They got such a weird discography. So <laughs> anyway, I'm looking at this band. I'm thinking. Even a band of uh, power violence caliber, Betty is sort of a weird name. Like, so which Betty are they referring to? Right. Betty Boop, Betty Rubble, Betty White, Bet Midler. I was just going a little nutty on that one. And then I actually listened to Death to Power Violence and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know exactly what this is. The name Betty is the name of the villain in Steve Odenkirk's <clears throat> Odenkirk's film Kung Pao. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you don't know, Kung Pao, it was a uh, it was a sort of parody martial arts film that came out in two two thousand two, and Steve Odenkirk he required the rights to a nineteen seventy six Hong Kong karate flick called Savage Killers, and he blended it together with. Uh, uh, with portions of the film, of uh, portions of film that he created, and he also stars in this as the main character, the protagonist who is only named the chosen one. Everyone calls him the chosen one, and the villain himself is called Betty. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. You think, uh, yeah, it's funny because uh, it is a parody. But you think of like all the great martial arts villains and they just have very threatening names and just this sort of ominous demeanor. And then you got this guy who's just named Betty. It's like the least threatening name you could give a villain. <laughs> and, uh, and not only that, it's a guy. Nice. You know, it, it's a band called Betty. Oh, man. The film itself, it is, uh, oh, it is ridiculous. It is so, it is funny. He actually has a tongue, and he fights with his tongue. And his tongue has a face. <laughs> it's it's alive, the tongue. He pulls some gophers out of the ground, links them, links them together with chains, and boom, he has nunchucks. Nice. He even fights a cow, a poorly CGI-rendered cow. And yeah, this is spliced together with actual footage of the aforementioned uh, Savage Killers film. And wow. he goes so far into it being a parody that even the English-speaking actors, such as himself, are poorly overdubbed. And if you've seen old kung fu movies like I have, quite an abundance, actually. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, 
You know, the overdubbing is so rudimentary. You can just tell that it was just, uh, <laughs> it's not even trying half of the time. It's just strictly, it's just a Google Translate at that point. <laughs> so, yeah, for all we know, yeah, for all we know, even the Chinese-speaking actors and the English-speaking actors, they could be saying com- something completely in gibberish, and you wouldn't even know it, unless you can accurately read lips. <laughs> and we've gone on about the, the film, the villain in the film on which this band is apparently based, rather than talking about the band. <laughs> so, yeah. So, what about this band? Betty. They are a power violence band. From Salt Lake. <laughs> and yeah, that's about all I got. Okay. <laughs> it, I mean, the power violence bands, they're, they're popping up. They're like a dime a dozen at this point. They're just coming out like uh, little dandelions, you know? And I'm just like, okay, do we really need another one? I'm getting kind of bored here. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? The longevity of these bands is equivocal to the length of time in their songs. So I guess it kind of fits the bill. <laughs> so catch them while they're around. And if you, uh, yeah, if you like uh, Betty, uh, you can stream their, the rest of their shit on Bandcamp. I mean, seriously, if you got nine minutes to kill, Betty's where it's at. So here we go. This is Betty. My name is. Gentlemen, from this day forward, you will all refer to me by the name Betty. <laughs> but isn't Betty a woman's name? before many have said i do things that are not correct to do i don't believe in such talk as this i am nice man with happy feelings all of the time (laughs) (laughs) so yeah the whole album is uh, littered with little sound clips like that and Honestly, that's kind of what I uh, listen to these types of albums for. <laughs> well, they didn't I mean, disappoint in that aspect then, did they? Yeah. No, they did not. And I'm guilty of that, too. I mean, I mean the sort of musical noise project, whatever the fuck you want to call it, Acid's Foot, that's literally what all of our songs are. It's just a bunch of noise in between all these random all these random movie quotes and all these dumb jokes and stupid sayings that don't even really mean anything or go anywhere. <laughs> and really that's where, that's where a lot of the humor lies. Nice. Yeah. That and the song titles, the song titles were what got me 
But that goes back to the old school YouTube days of Slam, which I've talked about before on this uh, show. Where it's like, you don't listen for the music. You want to see how gruesome the titles of the songs are or the names of the bands and how stupid they are. <laughs> so, so yeah, there is Betty. I really kind of put them on here. Uh, like, their music, it's it's power violence. Not really doing much uh, different there, but really I put it on because I get the reference. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of wanted to uh, brag about it. And Kung Pao, holy hell, just if you want to turn your brain off and see like the Austin Powers equivalent of martial arts movies, then don't watch Kung Pao. It's it's really stupid. It's really funny. <laughs> Just turn your brain off and watch Kung Pao. Likewise, turn your brain off and listen to Betty. There you go. Yeah, right. Okay, moving on from there. Uh, your your choice. Your choice for a new song, your upcoming one, is still somehow wrapping back around to me. It sure is. So I'm going to introduce it, but then you can talk about it. Uh, the Apathetics. You have been talking for months about the newest band that you're a part of. Back with Josh from you you and him in your suburban Hellkill days where uh, you haven't played in that band or as that band in years. But now you and Josh back together and... Uh, also having a struggle on getting this particular track put out in the sense that uh, the guys in the band really wanted to perfect it. And so it was several weeks in a row on the podcast of saying, it'll be coming out, but uh, they're, they're, they're still working on it. Oh, yeah. It sounded like a broken record. <laughs> but it did finally come out. It came out on July 2nd. And so I think we should check it out. Burnout Generation is the single. So again, the apathetics, uh, before we get too far in, is where is what's the status of the band? So we're going to be playing the single. We were just talking about uh, singles being released as preludes to albums that are coming out, such as that Flatliners release. So is this... Uh, a prelude to more tracks either having been recorded or going to be recorded, or when, what do you think your release schedule would look like, at least for 2022? Well, I can't say much on grounds of a release schedule because, well, simply we don't have anything else recorded. Okay. But, but we are planning on recording at least, uh, <clears throat> at least another one, possibly two more, but we do want to get an EP release, but that's not going to be until like uh, sometime next year, I predict. But we do have some other songs that we feel are uh, that we feel are worth putting out there as sort of, you know, teasers. Cool. Yeah. What's funny is as I'm speaking this, um, I'm getting the I'm getting messages from the Apathetics group chat as to uh, what time they're scheduling practice today, and I'm just like, Ed, well, I'm a uh, I got other things to do, man. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm here. Besides, I'm just the bassist who cares. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us uh, about Burnout Generation, then we'll check it out. Well, Burnout Generation, um, let's see, musically, I say that we got a bit of uh we got a bit of alkaline trio and some uh and some anti-flag in there, at least sound-wise. The song itself is just sort of like a going a bit in existentialism, and and for the two and for the singer, 
Tyler, who's also our guitarist, and Josh alike, they got years on me. They've been a, they've been around the track more times than I have, and yet we're still here. We're still creating music. We're still doing our we're still doing our passion. But buddy, it's getting hard when you get older. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that's exactly what the what the song is about. I don't I don't know what was going through Tyler's head when he was writing it, but all I know is it sounds catchy. It does, and oh yeah, especially in the especially in the last half, which uh, you know you'll hear it, you'll know exactly what's up, people. <laughs> the you know, and it's basically, I guess, it's just sort of an anthemic. We'll, you know, no matter what barriers are put in our way, no matter what mundane activities that we do in our lifestyle, be it work or be it you know other obligations that we have. We always have something to come back to, right? So long, yeah. So long as we keep our pride in check, <laughs> recognize our self worth. That's what I get out of it. <clears throat> well, cool. Well, I dig it. Let's uh, let's check out the track. Here we go. It's the Apathetics with their new single as of July second, Burnout Generation. Cancel burning. At both ends, I'm running out of matches Waxing good sense We go on Like nothing's wrong But my heart is bounding Tick, tick, ticking like a suicide bomb Yeah We are the burnout generation We're worn down to the bone We're running out of fiction Tending to
destruction We're worn down to the bone We're running out of patience And into the unknown Well, job well done. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, like I have said, we had to keep coming back there and uh, just fine-tuning uh, little certain parts. And and even now, even now as I am playing it, I feel like I need to go back and record my bass lines. <laughs> <laughs> it'll sound different in, when you play it live. It'll sound different in a year from now. Isn't that just the way stuff is? Yes, that's just the way it is. And it's a it's a single. It's us getting out there and uh testing the waters, as it were. So this, um, but this could be the like the teaser single or and then when you record your EP, you can go back and re-record a few parts and then include a slightly different version of this track on the EP. Exactly. That was something I actually pitched to the other guys in that band as in we were like yeah, we gotta we gotta tweak some uh, more stuff around there, and it's like that would require some more studio time. And it says, okay, what we have right now is is good. It is passable. It's acceptable. It may not be up to our standards as <clears throat> as of right now, but don't worry, we'll make it better. Right there, you go. I mean, I'll be doing the exact same thing with uh, my uh, you know with the anonymous material that we have. Uh, uh, that we have out right now and that will be coming out in the future. Well, I think that's, you know, there's probably a lot of musicians that are that way, the, a bit of a perfectionist. And if you, you would never get anything released if you wanted to really try to perfect things because you probably are like, oh, yeah, after hearing it this time, I would change this a little bit, that a little bit, whatever. Uh, people would never hear any music because nobody would get it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you're like all right it sounds good let's get it out it's going to sound different when you play it live when you play it live for two weeks in a row or two months in a row uh it'll probably start sounding a little different i, I would assume partly because it just will right it's hard to probably play something identical but also uh, for those bands that have been playing for 10 20 30 40 and in some cases like 50 years you probably play things a little different either because you don't play it often enough and so maybe you forget a little bit or you remember differently or you're just bored of playing the same thing over and over so you make some slight changes to it. Well, yes, exactly. And and yeah, there's, there's that other things that uh, uh, that bands do, which is like sort of fan service. Right. <laughs> and, yeah, and this was something that I uh, that I remember uh, Pete and Lou did for uh, you know for sick of it all. They were taking some of the older tracks that they, especially the ones from uh, Blood, Sweat, and No Tears. They were like, "Yeah, we wrote some good songs, but we didn't like the, the way they sounded on that record." So what we did was we took some of those songs, and along with some others that were released as sort of like a you know there are hits, and we re-recorded them, gave them a bit of an update as well, and then we presented it in this uh, compilation as sort of like our 25-year anniversary celebration. And that's where it was. It was a XV, a XXV nonstop. And yeah, I got to say that the version of Injustice System on that album, oh, it just uh, puts to shame the original one. <laughs> 
Yeah. So it's not like they're going full on George Lucas, you know, where it's uh, you go back and you change everything of the original material and you just want to hide that material away. No one can see it. This is what people are meant to see. (laughs) Like, uh, especially these days, you uh, you can't officially you can't permanently erase something. Right. Unless you take out the satellite. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And somebody probably still has it. And you, there's other ways to share it even without that satellite. So you were right. That is going to be tough to, to hide. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I will be. Then again, the fact that we'll be playing it differently is all the more reason to come see us live. Come see us live on the 16th and the 20th of this upcoming week, fellas. We're yeah. playing a show. We're playing two shows. That is awesome. And we'll be talking more about that here after we play just a couple more songs. So be on the lookout for that fun part of the show where we talk about all the live shows. And now speaking yeah. of bands. Please stay tuned. <laughs> right? Uh, speaking of bands that have been on our show, you know, having mentioned uh, Pete and Lou, uh, the band The Uncouth, they appeared on our show for an interview way back on episode 58. Yes, we are on episode 272. They were on 58 in July of 2018. So four years ago, the Uncouth were on the show. Uh, They've put out some music since then, and they just put out a two-track EP, I guess. Not officially called an EP. I think most people are like three tracks or more is an EP, but two tracks, maybe it's an EP, or it's just a single with a B-side single. Whatever you want to call it. It is... (laughs) Know Your Roots, and that is one of the tracks. The track I chose off of there is called Ring the Bell. They just barely released this this past week on July 8th, and if for some reason you're unfamiliar with The Uncouth, they're from Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, First non-Salt Lake band that we've played. I mean, it's only the third track on the episode, but the first one of the show. (laughs) So doing a lot of local service here. (laughs) Yes, there's still more to come after this track so let's play this track ring the bell the band is the uncouth we'll see what you think Bam! 
some fun stuff right and yeah and i gotta say i'm gonna be saying the word catchy a lot in my life but that's because it is right and there's nothing wrong with catchy catchy is a good thing it is that's what makes the song memorable so long as there's actually substance behind it and you know re-listen value right and indeed that one had it uh go check out the other track too know your roots it's a great track but uh uh, Ring the Bell resonated more with me when I was listening to the two. So there we go. That was Ring the Bell. That's some new tracks for you here on 272. Eric, let's get into some older, lesser known, which it's this one's not old, but maybe lesser known. Not really. It shouldn't be lesser known if people listen to the show. I think you talk about the band enough because of they are always playing shows as well. So I don't know really how this band fits into this category, Eric. <laughs> well, we'll say this in regards to uh yeah in regards to the proximity of the salt lake valley yes they are well known but nationally and even internationally nah not really <laughs> yeah they people probably have heard the name if they've listened to our show but now it's time for them to listen to some new music from them oh yes but they i have played them on the show before they're self-titled EP that came out last year did make my list for the best EPs. Actually, I think it was it was okay. It was at the tippity top, not the best, but it was the best EP that came out from a local band of that year. So, and I did play uh, I did play a couple songs off of it. So, you have heard Suffocator. Hopefully, if you listen to that episode, that was just sort of me having a having my day in the park talking about all the bands I love. Right. Yeah. But you're here now. You're listening. Suffocator, as I said, released their album Rotting Existence uh, just 11 days ago. The, today being the 13th. You'll be listening to this on the 14th. But point is, it came out on the 2nd of this month, July. <laughs> 2022. Just, uh we're not going to worry about specifics. We're going to worry about how good this album is. And is it good? Yes, it's good. Holy hell. This, uh, they've really upped themselves. They've really, uh, they really made themselves heavier. And Josh, he, uh, talking to him, he was saying how he was, you know, the first round of Suffocator, it was like, yeah, we're writing songs that we think are, you know, that we think are funny and that we think will, We'll get some uh, people. will get some amusements. We were just really kind of fucking around, but when people were actually responding, and you know, most of them being positive, they're like, "Hey, you know what? I think we should actually, you know, write music." <laughs> and, yeah, and write music they did, and yeah, pretty much every song on this one is a scorcher. Josh's vocals get <clears throat> get really, really guttural. Like he's really he's really laying it on heavy. He's really bringing it home. And yeah, they this is the first album they released with their new bassist, one Oz. Don't know his last name, but he goes by Oz. Cool. <laughs> yep. And he's got a hell of a he's he's got a hell of a presence on this album. Again, bass really makes the music heavier. Right. 
promise you that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, every song on this one rips. The song Avalanche, I feel, is is the one that stuck out to me the most. I think it's because of the downstroking groove parts and just the way that Josh uh, dances up and down his uh, guitar strings. He's got a lot. There's a lot of substance here. So, oh, excuse me. So let's go ahead and give Avalanche a listen. Suffocator. That was good. Oh, yeah. I dig it. Yeah, I told you they were 
They were really coming into themselves on this record. <laughs> right? Nice and heavy. You're right. Those vocals, definitely some cool guttural vocals there. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, Suffocator, they've been, they've been among the busiest new bands. Like, they're not even a year old. They will be, yeah, their first show, at least, was yeah, November. Wow. Because I remember, we, yeah, we played with them. Uh, you know, Anonymous, we played with them. And Social Stigma, and we were opening up for 200 Stab Wounds. So, we were there for their first show, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and it's awesome. You know, we'll be playing. Yeah, we'll be playing again with them next week, and yeah, we'll be talking about that pretty soon. I'm not gonna go too far into that, but yeah, you'll have a chance to see Suffocator if you like what you heard here. And Suffocator, you guys, Josh, Oz, and Sean, who I am realizing are all one syllable names with the same vowel sound. <laughs> You guys are killing it. Keep getting heavier. Keep getting uh, grimier, and keep getting, uh, I guess, crustier. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we're gonna get to talk about all that live music here in a second. Let's play one more track. The older, lesser known that I have for the shows, the band United Blood NYC. Uh, came across this band back when we did that interview in May with Razors in the Night, as Todd from Razors in the Night is also in this band. Uh, they are, if you couldn't tell, they're from New York City. And they formed back in 2017. So uh, 2017, been a band for five years. Last year, this album's just less than a year old. Uh, August 21st of 2021, they released It's Just EP. So It's Just is the name. Oh, sorry. It's Just Us. I forgot. I, I didn't read that all the way. I was going to say that didn't make sense. That's not what it was. It's Just Us, not Just Is. It's Just Us. Ah, yeah. I was thinking like uh, reading It's Just EP, as in like it's just an E and EP. Yeah. I mean, I expect that type of uh, tongue-in-cheek humor from more of like a uh, a skate punk or a uh, pop punk band. You know those, you know those bands that are just kind of like uh, taking jabs at taking jabs at themselves, more like right. a self-deprecating humor, right? You know, but from a New York hardcore band, I mean, I assume they're hardcore. I mean, they're they're called United Blood. <laughs> That's right? the name of Agnostic Fronts. Uh, first EP. Well, that could be. I don't know the reason for the name, but that could very well be. I mean, you've heard uh, Razors in the Night, and uh, you know, it's Justice. That kind of seems like that. But we're going to hear the song, and then you tell me what you think. So, United Blood NYC, the track off of It's Just Us, is All Politicians Lie, We Die.
Well, that sounded very New York. Right? (laughs) And indeed they do. All politicians lie. All politicians must die. That's that's another song right there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Although I can't say I agree too much with uh, all politicians must die. I think we... I think we need to keep a few around, you know, some some for us to just uh, just a few left to get us pissed off. There you go. Keep <laughs> keep the the unrest. Don't don't rest on your laurels or you know any of those kind of things. <laughs> no, yeah. Keep the keep the unrest alive. If politicians die, then punk rock dies. Yeah, it would be singing about a lot a lot of different stuff if. Uh, Everything got fixed that punk rock sings about. I don't know what punk rock would be singing about. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'd be. Maybe it'll just go on a complete, uh, do a complete one eighty, and then write songs about how fucked up it is that everything is perfect. <laughs> like, we we need chaos and disorder. Yeah, it's like everything's too perfect. And it's almost. <laughs> Actually, that would be something interesting. It's like if everything gets fixed and everything is perfect, you're just living with that constant, you know, state of disarray in your uh, in the back of your brain. Just like I'm just waiting for something horrible to happen. Right. Yeah. Always a set. Always assuming the worst. So you're never really at peace if you think about it. Well, thank you, United Blood, for uh, sending us on this. Uh, existential philosophical uh, uh side tangent <laughs> right and if you liked all politicians lie we die go check out it's just us ep came out last year it's a good one yeah, it's it a is. good one that's some that's some great old school sound in a uh, hardcore punk i dig it go check it out eric we have some great cover to cover albums coming but before we do let's talk about some live shows i know you have been busy as we recorded the episode for last week, two weeks ago, so you have approximately two weeks worth of time to have seen shows. So I bet you've seen some shows. I have. I have a a grand total of four shows. Well, get into it. Get after it because uh, we got albums, so we need to hear about all these shows. All right. The first one is the one that I saw on the 29th. And that was Authors of Fate, Suffocator, Spent, and Wolf Blitzer. Um, Wolf Blitzer had to drop off of that show because one of their members caught COVID. And Authors of Fate reached out to, uh, personally reached out to my band, Anonymous, asking if we wanted to hop on the bill. Unfortunately, we couldn't make that work. Work schedules, and it was pretty last minute. It was like the day before the show or two days before. It was the week of, regardless. And yeah, we just... uh, we just didn't have the capacity, so dang it. I mean, I still, yeah, I still showed up, and it was it was great. Uh, I missed Spent, and that sucked because I really like Spent. I think they're a I think they're a blast to see live, and and the dudes they're fucking cool. They're they're cool. They are a credit to all young straight edgers out there. I mean, I'm just sitting talking with the singer in the bar. I got a beer in my hand, and we're just talking like it's nothing. Nice. So not all straight edge things. Not all straight edge kids fit the uh, <laughs> the stereotype. That's good. <laughs> anyway, the bands that I did see, I saw Suffocator. I was right in time for that. This is when they still 
uh, didn't have Oz as their bassist. Well, I mean, they had him, but he just wasn't performing with them yet or something like that. It's a little convoluted, but uh, they basically played their entire EP, uh, EP, their entire new album. It's like, you're going to hear this whole entire album before it comes out, so you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I was I was hooked. I was headbanging a lot. I was just getting into it. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hear the rest of this album. Of course, at the end of the set, I couldn't help haggling them. And I just yelled, that was the worst thing I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, of course, they take it in stride. They know me. They know I'm fucking around. And come on. I talked to I talked to death on, on Suffocator and how much I praise them and everything they do and everything they will do. They cannot do any wrong. Great. Anyway, Authors of Fate, they were... They were pretty damn fun as well. I enjoyed their I enjoyed their music. They were pretty damn heavy and stuck around and uh, talked with the talked with the guys talking about this tour. And they're like, "Yeah, we've only been a band for like uh, eight weeks or something or other, and this is our first tour." I go, "Jesus, my been in a band for five years and we haven't even played out of our state border." <laughs> <laughs> I really, we really got to get our shit together. <laughs> right. I mean, we with bands like that, they really make you feel that way, I suppose. I mean, eight weeks? Damn. Yeah. I I could be way off the mark on that, but the point is they were a band less than a year. And, oh, yeah. Cool guys. Cool show. It was a great time. Anyway, cut to uh, two days later. Or was it three days? I think it was two days. Was the first. Well, my calendar don't want to work. I don't care. Yeah, the first went up to uh, went up to Wild Pepper Pizza to watch the band's Punitive Jamages, Entry, Victim to None, Mannequin Twin, and Absolved. Quite the stacked lineup, my friends. Awesome. Quite the stacked lineup, and three of which were from <clears throat> were from out of state. Both Punitive Damages, Entry, and Mannequin Twin. And I got there right at the tail end of Absolved set, meaning that they were playing the last chorus of the last song. And I was like, damn, I barely missed it. But that's okay. I caught a snippet, and that's all I can ask for at this point. <laughs> and let's see, then Victim to None came on, and yep, quite the, quite the cavalcade of hardcore dancing. Just like keep your arms above, keep your arms above your head, and keep your knee ready for uh, uh, for extending a little kick out if someone gets too close. <laughs> and that was the majority of their set. Great set, though. Victim done. I like seeing those guys live. They're fucking crazy. And and yeah, mannequin twin uh, entry and punitive damages. I can say the same thing about all of them. They are. Awesome, old school sounding hardcore bands. So much so that it was kind of hard to tell them apart. I'm sorry, guys, <laughs> but but live, I mean, they were just they were just killing it. I mean, uh, who was it in a? I believe it was in a punitive damages. The singer, she was just owning it. Like she just got so rabid on stage and. Her little uh, rants in between, she was just going off. I was like, I was hooked. And, you know, offstage, one of the nicest, sweetest people you could ever, 
you could ever meet. I mean, all of them were all, all the ones that I talked to anyway. And of course I was making connections be like, Hey, if we're ever out in LA or forever up in uh, Oregon or Seattle or wherever you guys are from, let's, uh, let's meet up and let's get a show together. Know what I mean? That's cool. Yeah. So that was awesome. That was a great show. Then the very next day, the second went to went over to black lung. And that was my first time over a black lung. And I can uh, describe that venue in one word, hot. <laughs> Good, Lord. Good Lord. It was so hot. There was no such thing as air conditioning in that place. I mean, the walls were sweating, man. <laughs> it was, it was crazy, but be damned if you didn't have a fun time. I was there watching, uh, once again, Suffocator. Like I said, they're busy as all hell. Yes. And that was my first time seeing them play with uh, with Oz. So they were, once again, a live trio. Because the past two times I had seen them, it was just it was just Josh and Sean. But they still brought it. Anyway. Cool. Yep. Anyway, I saw Social Stigma, and also this was my first time seeing them perform with Spencer as their guitarist. That's Spencer Anderson, the guitarist for NARC. He's doing double duty in two different bands. Cool. Because he can. Why not, right? <laughs> yeah, why not? And it was awesome seeing him perform in a band other than NARC. I've seen NARC a million times. I love him, but it's it's so nice to see, see the guys branching out <laughs> to other heavy projects. And then there was a uh, snake eyes and I stood in the back of the venue for that show because remember what I was saying about the aforementioned victim to none set. Yep. Well, uh, yeah, snake eyes. That was that tenfold. I'm like, I, I don't want to get my head in any other injuries this year, especially with everything else that's been going on. So I'm just going to watch from afar. So what I did see of snake eyes, you know, tops of their heads anyway. It looked like a it was a pretty rad show. They sound great. They sounded really great, but man are they brutal. <clears throat> and then that brings us to the main band I was there to see, the one and only the Ruts from Los Angeles. And man, it was fun. You could tell that they were uh, pretty burned out, and by then the uh, audience had uh, dissipated. There was a uh, more floor there than people at that point. Everyone burned out really hard for the first three bands, but you know the run still played and they still had a good time. There was a point where the uh, uh, where the singer I don't remember his name, but he was going up to their to the guitarist holding the mic up to him because apparently he had a lot of singing parts. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so it's like okay, you take over this time, and then back to me. Now back to you. Now back to me. <laughs> oh switcheroo so it was uh, it was some good stuff and then Warren finished out the set and Warren was the they were the opposite of the runs <laughs> they were whereas the runs are fast and spastic and uh, and a lot more fun with a little more uh, mid-tempo dancing parts Warren is slow they are gruesome they have some more uh, oomph in their step and that's a lot of step, a lot of stomp, if you will. Nice. Yeah. I mean, they were still cool, but I was like, okay, I, I saw the runs. I'm just kind of uh, watching you guys at the moment. And it was good. But, but yeah, Warren was what they were. 
and they were good. I got I got nothing else to say about them. No bad things anyway. <laughs> That's awesome. And the oh yeah, oh yeah, the runs, the worn, <laughs> the worn, worn. One one funny thing I got to say about Warren is they got me a little. They were selling little uh, wall plaques as merch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can honestly say that I have never bought a wall plaque from a band, and it's just uh, it's one of those things that you see also on like uh, chain link fences. It's like beware of Warren, W B H C, and then it has their little uh, uh, their little Instagram handle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I just gotta buy that on, on for one on principle because it's like you guys are touring, and yeah, you need some money thrown your way. I'm gonna buy you some merch, and also because I never bought one of these from any band before, so might as well. Awesome. <laughs> okay, and finally, the last show that I attended as of today was on the eighth, and that was. Throws, Ryle, and Last at Yemima's house. <laughs> oh, yeah. La Casa de la Mamba. What? There is a show happening there at least once or twice a week. And, I mean, why not? It's perfect. It's a perfect little uh, garage venue. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, it was my first time seeing the band Last, and I had no idea what I was in for. It's a two-man project with a uh, uh, with a drummer and a keyboardist and they are both simultaneously hitting little uh you know little pads the drummer's hitting the drum machine drum machine and the keyboardist he's got two keyboards hooked up to a library of pedals and and just this little uh, uh this little soundboard he hits a button and it's just like this big bass drop like a boom boom wow. Oh, I was going, okay, you're one of these guys. All right, I dig it. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Oh, yeah. It was. It was like some, uh, I described it as like if you mix the band as Sun, or Sun-O, as some people refer to them, and Uniform. So it was like Industrial Drone, if that even makes sense. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. Um. I remember what I said about uh, your about Black Lung being, uh, you know, a toaster. Yes. Well, well, your mama's house, your mama's garage is no different. I was, yeah. I was just uh, getting wet, just standing there watching the show. There was no movement. I'm like, okay, I got to take a breather. So I stepped out. So I stepped outside, hung out on the back porch, just uh, shooting beers and shooting the shit with all the. Uh, with all my friends who were there awesome. and I didn't exactly watch Ryle, but I heard them. And, and what I heard was like, a, oh, okay. It's just one of those like a uh, converge worship bands, you know, just sort of a lot of uh, angular riffs and off kilter drum beats and just like screamy, screamy vocals. And I mean, I dug it. I was like, yeah, but it's not enough for me to uh, brave the field again. And <laughs> you know, start sweating the night away, just, just standing there. <laughs> so, so yeah, Ryle sounded cool, but as far as uh, seeing them, I cannot attest to that. <laughs> anyway, the main event of that night throws the, our lovely, lovely gentlemen from the North as they come from Boise. They made their trek back down here. 
And I had seen them once before a few years ago when they played this little no-name venue that, as far as I know, only did maybe two shows. And one of them was, uh, was them on tour with Armed for Apocalypse. And that was a fun one. Awesome. Love both of those bands. Yeah, Throws, they had some good... They had some good songs, enough for me to buy the uh, LP. And when I came back, when when they came back, they still had the same LP. <laughs> but they did do a uh, they did do a split with uh, with another band. I can't remember. I'll have to I'll have to check that out and get back to you guys. But you know, I bought that because again, on principle, buy some merch for the touring band. It helps them get to the next state and eventually back home. Right. And actually, their tour was a little. Uh, it was they. They actually said this in their set. They started in Idaho, went all the way to Los Angeles, and then came up to Salt Lake. <laughs> like, man, yeah. that's a long ass drive, huh? Oh yeah, it was like a, they split it up between two days, but still, that was just like a a, a huge misfire, <laughs> right? Yeah, but hell, they made it work. And, and yeah, the show themselves, they were in their element. They were playing very well. The show itself wasn't very lively. Like, uh, as Spencer, he uh, instigated a few little uh, push pits. And I mean little. Like, there was maybe three or four people moshing around. <laughs> but, if you listen to, but if you listen to Throw, some of their stuff isn't really moshing material. It's like more just bang, stand in one place and bang your head into oblivion. But then they have some of their fast parts and their groovy parts and... You know, they're a bit of a they're a bit of a weird band that way, but I love them. Cool. Anyway, that's my uh, hey, that's my report on the shows that I've attended in the last uh, couple weeks. Awesome. Well, we'll talk about some shows that are coming up. I will give you a break for just a moment. That way, maybe you can catch your breath. And uh, I've got a handful of shows here. Uh, we'll start on Friday, July fifteenth. You can go see Radio Hate in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. At My Place is the name. And they're playing with Tommy Tuzi, Coasting, who's from Milwaukee, and Sex Dream, who is from Chicago. Radio Hate, play them a bunch. Uh, I've had them on the show. Uh, go check them out at My Place, which appears to be a bar and grill. And it's only 8 bucks or $5 with a student ID, but it is... 21 uh, plus to drink with ID. So, not too bad. It is an all-ages show, if I was confusing right there. But it's all-ages. Go check out Radio Hate in Texas, in Houston. Uh, on the 15th, you can see at Trip 6 in Houston. For 15 bucks. you can go see Life Force, True Intentions, Violent Way, Concrete Elite, Liberty and Justice, and Bullshit Detector. I don't think we've played Life Force on the show, but we've played all those other bands. Uh, a lot of cool bands to go see there in Houston this week. And that is part of a tour that Violent Way is doing in Texas. So uh, you can see that show on Friday. And then uh, you'll be able to see it, uh, most of those bands, I think, are all kind of going together. In Laredo, Texas at the Dugout on the 16th, and in Austin at Chess Club on the 17th. You can go see Violent Way, Concrete Elite, Liberty and Justice, and Bullshit Detector at all of those shows. And then, like I said, the other couple bands 
at that specific Houston show. So maybe you'll get a couple other bands there as well if you go to those other two shows. Then on Saturday, July 16th, you can see Sheer Terror, Blanks 77, Executors, South Class Veterans, who we played not too long ago, and Dusters, Kirkby Kiss. Several of those are bands I could have picked for that episode I filled with New Jersey bands. Remember that one, Eric? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> uh, that show is at the Meat Locker. That's on the 16th. It's an all-ages show, 20 bucks. Uh, the Meat Locker's in Montclair, New Jersey. Uh, mo- a lot of those bands, I think most of those bands we've probably played on the show as well. So go check out those bands. Uh, the following week in at the Bowery Electric in Bowery, New York City, it's a free all-ages show, and you can go see. This is Sunday, July 24th at 2 p.m., so it is a matinee show. You can go see Sub-Zero, Brick by Brick, Kings Never Die, Dead Crew, and Mad Mulligans. Uh, pretty awesome there. A lot of great hardcore bands the, uh, on that particular one. And finally, we got two other ones I'm going to announce. Uh, not announce, but go uh, down, not out. They are playing with Drink Fight Thugs and On the Outside, or not On the Outside, that's the record label, On the Outside Records, but uh, they're doing a U.S. West tour. Juarez, Mexico, starting on the 21st. Pomona, California on the 22nd. Oakland on the 23rd. Pasadena on the 24th. Vegas on the 26th at Dive Bar. Then they'll be here in Salt Lake City on the 27th at House of Blues, and that's B-L-O-O-Z. Not that we have another one to confuse it with. Then they'll be in Denver on the 28th, Oklahoma City on the 29th, Dallas, Texas at the Three Links on the 30th, and they'll be back home in Texas at that point. So uh, definitely looking forward to Down, Not Out coming. And the final one is a show in Atlanta. They're doing two nights. Uh, It's a Friday is reggae night with Monty Simmerip, Naismith, uh, and then some other, uh, looks like DJs that'll be playing ska music. That's July 26th, 26th, 22nd. I don't know why I said 26th on the 22nd. And this is brought to us by Dirty South Booking. And the reason why I'm mentioning that, uh, go to dirtysouthbooking.com if you want to get tickets, but it's a weekender. So that ska, the reggae ska stuff, Southern ska syndicate looks like they're playing that night as well. The next night on Saturday night, you can go see Fatskins, Patriot, Doug and the Slugs, Antagonizers, ATL, Adolf and the Piss Ants, Ram or RMBLR, Rambler, the Uncouth, who I just played a song from, and they're awesome. And then Straight Laced, uh, I've seen them live as well. So a lot of really cool bands. Uh, the Friday shows twenty five bucks, forty bucks Saturday, or you can get the whole weekend for sixty. I'm not sure if tickets are still available, but I told you where to go look for them. And that was the second show there being July 23rd. If you're anywhere near Atlanta, you definitely want to go check that out. Eric, that is all I have. What do you have to add for shows coming up? Uh, quite a bit, Good. actually. Well, let's get into it so we can get back to some music. All right, yeah. So let's uh, start with uh, July 15th. There are five shows that I have to announce that are coming <laughs> up on the 15th. Wow. Yeah. Good Lord, what the fuck happened to this city? And the thing is, the shows are of bands 
whose people are all interlinked. And I even said this on the uh, on the SLC Hardcore path, uh, the SLC Hardcore page, where it's like, I basically say something like, there are a lot of shows going on, and it'd be damn near impossible to go to all of them. And I hate to have to say, we're going to have to choose favorites. <laughs> and it will mostly consist of bands playing for other bands. Nice. Anyway. Yeah, just as a reminder to all those who are trying to make it to all these shows, it's a it's a lot, so it's kind of hard to being to keep track. Let's start with uh, a show once again at uh, Casa de la Mama. That will be uh, Sonnets and Portal to the Goddamn Blood Dimension, who are playing with Fainting Dreams and Sasha Gulat. They are all on tour together, and their uh, stop in Salt Lake is kind of mid tour. Kind of funny how that works, <laughs> and then we'll. Yeah, that's going to be at 6 p.m., like I said, at your mama mama's house. And, yeah, it's donation-based, so any cash you got or, you know, any change, pocket lint, anything just <laughs> to bring for the bands. They got to they travel, they got to eat. Nice, uh, yep. Then over at uh, Kilby Court is uh, a kind of a punk bill, kind of not. It's a, it's a mix. It is a... It's got a lot going on. It's the Midsummer Extravaganza with uh, Josalie Paulette, Milk Money, Absolved, Lane in the Chain, JT Hiskey, and DJ Rockin' Robin. Those of you who don't know JT Hiskey, he's a sort of a melodic R&B style rapper. Maybe not R&B, but he's, uh, he's got his own thing. Absolved, we know them as a melodic hardcore band, Lane in the Chain. You know, that old school, heavy soul, Mick Money, Milk Money. They are... Uh, really uh, soft emo type music, and Josalie Pullet. I do not know who that is. <laughs> okay, so uh, there you go. But but yeah, a mixed bill, a mixed fucking bill. Right. Anyway, what else is going on on the fifteenth? Oh yeah, we got a show at Metro, and this is an actual hardcore show. This is going to be Snuff Tape, Spent, Acacia Ridge, and Marula. And yeah, Metro is a 21 plus venue. It'll be at 7 p.m. and it will be $10 for entry. Then we get to uh, my show, the show that I'm playing at Black Lung. <laughs> we are going to be playing with the bands Tainted Ink, Skullfuck, and Thelma. And now I have to, uh, I have to specify which band I am playing with. That is anonymous. I'll be playing with anonymous. <laughs> My band, not right. the band I'm a part of. <laughs> okay, and probably the most important one to announce is the uh, the Jesus the benefit show at Aces High Saloon for Kevin Kirk's family. That is, you know, if you have been following the goings on of Kevin Kirk, his wife passed away earlier this year. And there have been there have been a few different uh, shows uh, going on where there is money being raised, but this is the official benefit show. And my friend put this on over at Aces High. Shout out to you, Destiny. You fucking kill it. And the bands who are going to be playing is Visigoth, Endless Struggle, and Dark Lord. Yeah, and all of them have a hand in the in running Aces High. Yeah, Jake is the singer of Visigoth. He's a bartender, and he also pretty much works the door every time I go there. 
Endless Struggle, Spence plays in that band, and Dark Lord, Katie, plays in that band. Both Spence and Katie own Aces. And have a lot of respect to give for uh, Kevin Kirk and the heavy metal shop alike. Anyway, suggested donations are like $15 to $20 or any more that you can give, and that shit starts at 8 p.m. Cool. And I'm pretty sure it is, and I'm pretty sure it is sold out. At least that's what they're uh, saying. And that being the like, the venue has reached uh, full capacity. <laughs> it will be achieving full capacity anyway. Right. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try my damnedest to uh, make it to that one after I'm done with my set over at uh, uh over at what do I keep wanting to call it? Gold Blood Black Lung over at Black Lung. That's something I really gotta get checked. <laughs> <laughs> okay so those are the five shows happening in uh one day on the 16th you didn't even uh, talk about the the bronx are playing at the depot i was not aware of that the bronx on the saturday the 16th did you say oh those were the shows on the 15th right yes okay so never mind the 16th saturday the 16th the Bronx are playing, and I think that they are playing with Frank Turner. Oh, yeah. Okay, that is the one that I was about to say. Okay. I forgot that, I forgot that the Bronx were playing with him. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. you talked about this one before with uh, AJJ. That's right. Yeah. Yep, that is correct. That is the show. Frank Turner and the Sleeping Souls playing with uh, the Bronx and Andrew Jackson Jihad at the Depot. It starts at 5.30, and tickets are $36.50, so chalk that up to $37, pretty much. Right. And now nah, chalk it up to 47 after all those godforsaken fees that you got to pay. No shit, right? Yeah. Okay, and another show that I will be playing on the 20th, that is a week from today. Is it? Yeah, it is a week from today. Exactly sure seven days from today. The Apathetics will be playing at the Beehive with bands, with the touring bands Bay Street, Years Down, and Lost Dakota. And we'll be playing with another band called Alpine Loop. I do not know them. I don't know any of the bands on this bill, but apparently we're all sharing it with them. So this will be fun. Cool. You get to check out some new bands. Yeah. Well, we did check them out and we're just like, oh, yeah, they're, they're okay. It's okay. <laughs> Maybe it'll be different live. And yeah, that show is happening at the Beehive on seven at seven p.m. It's twelve dollars entry. Okay, moving on from there, the twenty second backhand will be playing at Kilby Court with Lane in the Chain and Forty Feet Tall. Seven p.m. That'll be ten dollars. On the twenty third, my main band is playing another show <laughs> again at Black Lung, and we'll be playing with Narc suffocator goat sifter and boss daughter boss daughter they're uh they're a nice little uh, skate punk pop punk ish type band coming all the way from reno and they're playing with a bill of four bands that sound nothing like them <laughs> but the funny thing was like uh i guess the uh, promoter or one of the guys from boss daughter i i can't remember who reached out to our drummer sid and they're like hey you guys want to hop on this bill? Uh, yeah, sure. We don't sound anything like them, but okay. So we said yes to the bill, and apparently saying yes to that meant that we had to look for other bands. So I was like, okay. So we gathered up 
all of our friends and we were I was sending messages left and right like hey are you available do you want to play this show and some of them couldn't work it out they were at, people were out of town or some reason or another or they were playing another show uh, I also forgot to mention we got Marine Corps on the bill so yeah we got Marine Corps suffocator narc goat sifter us and boss dog pretty loaded bill pretty fucking awesome not bad for paying not bad for having to pay only ten dollars to get in, right? And and that is if you're paying with cash. However, if you're paying digitally, you know, via Venmo or PayPal or Cash App, or if you're uh, selling your dick on the street, it will be fifteen dollars. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, and another show will be going on that night, the twenty third. That is uh, Brady Skinner's birthday show with Fight the Future. Ribbons, Ethereal Hotel, and Peachy Fingernail. That is the weirdest damn name. That is. <laughs> okay. okay, it's not the weirdest, but, you know, on that bill, yeah, Peachy Fingernail. Kind of makes you think. Okay, that's going to be at the Beehive. It'll start at 6 p.m., and it is $10 to enter. Okay. That's, uh, that's, that's all I've got, fellas. <laughs> Well, let's get into some music then. I think we were long-winded on this show, but again, it's because we did record last week's episode a week early, so we're kind of packing in uh, some extras, as it were. So let's get into our great cover-to-cover albums, and you are up first. Yep. Also, not to mention that too many damn promoters, too many damn shows, not enough bands to go around. We're going to... How did Bilbo Baggins put it? Like... Butter being spread across too much toast. There you go. <laughs> That's a good analogy there. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Tolkien. <laughs> okay. Okay, for my album pick, once again, another local band. And this one, unfortunately, is not a band anymore. They have been inactive for so many years and have just called it quits. And it's like, okay, fine. This sucks. That band is a problem, daughter. And I've played Problem Daughter on the show a few times. I played my favorite song by them uh, last year. That was the song Revel from the song Open Hearts and Empty Hands. Right. And, and I also played some of their uh, up some of the material that was once upcoming material for their album Grow Up Trash that came out two years ago. And that, too, is a great album. But the album that I want to be talking about is... They're self-titled. I really love this album. Just uh, how many songs are on here? Eight. Eight songs. Yep. Eight songs on a uh, semi-pop punk band. They are poppy. And they have like, a, they've kind of uh, been running a a gamut of inside jokes and just, uh, and just movie references or TV show references. Like songs like Constant Costanza. Seinfeld. <laughs> and then you have a song like a, all the small things. Alda, A-L-D-A, comma, small things. Nice. And if you know, if you've been alive within the last uh, 25 years, you know exactly what they're referring to there. Right. <laughs> and, and yeah, one of the songs that I chose for uh, uh, to promote on this album is called There Is No Pepe Silvia. And that is one of the runaway lines from the show Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You know, where Charlie becomes a mailman and becomes obsessed with a man named Pepe Silvia who doesn't seem to exist. 
<laughs> yeah, classic episode. And it's a great song, too. But we'll get to that in a minute. But the song I'm going to talk about is just under two minutes long. It is called Fat Neighbors. I don't exactly know why they call it that, but it's it's great. When I say how, uh, how they're pop punk, but it kind of goes into a different direction and that you don't really know what you're going to be getting structure-wise. It sounds like a pop-punk band. They feel like one. They have lyrics that sound like it would be in your average uh, Blink-182 album, but their songs are can be fast. Their songs can be slow and heavy at the same time. And it's not the same structure. It's not verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, end, whatever. It's They got their own little unique builds here. So Fat Neighbors, this is one to really kind of ease you into that style. So I think we've uh, both talked long enough. I think we've been going on for 30 some odd minutes. Agreed. So let's actually, <laughs> let's uh, actually listen to some fucking music. Here's Fat Neighbors from Problem Doctor. Doesn't really have a catchy chorus or a uh, you know a standalone riff except for the you know the intro and outro guitar melody, and really the only thing that I remember that's really a standalone line was just "This is how we did it at my old school" because everything stops and everyone yells it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it begs to be listened to again be- because you heard it. It's fun. You really want to. Uh, you really can just see yourself moving around in a circle at it. You're probably bobbing your head. You're just getting in with the melody and everything. And then, you know what? Maybe I got to listen to that again. Maybe see what it's uh, more about. And that was the beauty of uh, Problem Daughter. That's why I really, that's why I really uh, just attach myself to them. And I love this album. It's not exactly my favorite. My favorite is uh, Fits of Disorganized Boredom. I haven't talked about that one yet, and I'm going to. Oh, buddy, I'm going to. <laughs> 
But then, but yeah, some of my favorite songs are in this one. I really love Church Bitch. I love Misty Mary Kleinman. And I love Low Ceilings. Those are just some, those are just a few of the eight. <laughs> like I said, it's like a relatively short album. But, you know, what it lacks in quantity, it makes up for in quality. And quality they have. And, you know, no need to really talk it up anymore. I already sort of introduced the new, uh, <laughs> the second track on here. Right. And what does it have to do with Pepe Silvia? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> At least I don't think it does. Like I said, there's some, uh, some of these songs are just reference to inside jokes that only, that only Regan, Tyler, Shane, and, uh, Well, I forgot the Taylor. It's Taylor. God. Okay. Taylor. All four of them really understand. <laughs> Fucking whoops. All right. So without further ado, here is easily one of my top three favorite Problem Daughter songs. There ain't no Pepe Sylvia. Like I said, that structure is so different. It's just bookended by what you can, I guess, presume is the chorus. Because <laughs> then it's the only thing that really repeats itself. Right. Yeah. And then it's just got this other, it's just got this weird little uh, dishevelment in there. 
just right in the middle. But at the same time, it kind of holds you. It just is like, okay, where are you going with this? And it's like, uh, we're bringing you back to where we started. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's a that's a little taste of a problem, daughter. Uh, like I said, they got four albums out, including an EP, American Heroin. Um, yeah, I got nothing else to say about them other than they're really good. If I was to uh, say any more, I would probably be here till next Wednesday. Um, but before we do move on, I have another show that I think is important to, uh, to plug on this one. And I forgot about it. It was not in my notes, but I have it right here. It is the show, simply titled, That's My Uterus, I Don't Know You. And that is a benefit show to raise money for the Utah Abortion Fund. You know, the whole Roe versus Wade getting turned over thing. It's fucking stupid, but people are still taking action to uh, fight for that right and keep it in place, at least in this state. And that's what this show is for. It's, uh, it's going to be a sort of all-day event. It starts at 12 p.m. and it's going to go to uh, 10 p.m. And that's going to be at the Art Garden. Which will be, which is on a uh, 627 West, 100 South in Salt Lake, and that'll be this Saturday, the 16th. So yet another, another bunch of uh, shit happening on Saturday. And you know, like I said, it's an all-day thing. You could go uh, pretty much anytime you want. There will be live bands playing, which I will uh, talk about in a minute. <clears throat> and just to show up, just to donate, and just to like, uh, you know, trade thoughts with people, just hang out, just be civil with each other and and yeah there's gonna be some entertainment and it's uh yeah like it's an all-day event so there's quite a few uh acts that will be playing not necessarily uh punk rock or whatever acts but but acts musical acts nonetheless that's including brother chunky little lonesome silk e jack and the fun guys ezra bell dolly hanford Go Bankrupt and Die, Violent Unrest, and Debrider. And there is one more band that is yet to be announced. Um, but if you uh, just look at the Facebook page, if this is something that uh, interests you, go ahead and follow it. Or uh, follow it. RSVP <laughs> to it and get, all the, and get all the updates that you need. And yep, that is, I promise, all that I have for shows for this episode. <laughs> It'll be a busy week this week. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, I, what's your album? <laughs> my album is the band Argy Bargy. I haven't played Argy Bargy in years, and uh, they're a great band, great UK band. They've been around since 92. If you're not familiar with the story, uh, Daryl Smith of RG Bargy is one of the main reasons why Coxbar got back together and started doing music. Uh, you know, they're around that 1992 period of time. But Daryl Smith is also still actively in the band RG Bargy, uh, along with Watford John, who does vocals for the band. And they've put out uh, quite a few releases since 1992 congratulations to them by the way it's 30 years as a band this year which is only 20 years less than cox bar who i think have been a band officially for 50 years now because i think they started in like 72 or something like that way way back so uh pretty awesome 
plus the original writers of Ah J Ba J. Right, exactly. Where do you think they came up with this name? Right. <laughs> uh, awesome band though, and I hadn't played them, and I thought, you know, I got to play them. And their album Hopes, Dreams, Lies, and Schemes is a cool album. So I got a couple tracks off of it. It's about 10 years old. This October, it will turn 10. October 8th, 2012 is when it was released. Let's get into a track from it. This one right here is called Looking for Glory. And then uh, after this, we'll play my favorite track off of it. So here we go with some Argy Bargy. Made it good again 
that one uh, wraps itself up. Like we were talking about earlier, catchy stuff, you know, uh, just has a good oh, tune. Yeah. I dig that track. It, it's pretty awesome. Again, very catchy. A lot of their stuff, though, very catchy music. It, yeah, judging based on, uh, yeah, just based off of this song alone, I can tell where all their, uh, uh, where their fan base uh, sort of, you know, lies. <laughs> right? With me right in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Dad, 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 dad. So what you're saying is, is you were not familiar with the band, well, at least the music specifically, of Argy Bargy before now? Yes, that is correct. Well, let's play another one then. Bargy, more familiar with the song, Argy Bargy, like I mentioned before. Well... Uh, they like I said before, around 30 years. So there's a lot of music out there for you to check out if you like it or anybody else out there. For some reason, you're unfamiliar with Argy Bargy. I'm going to give you one more track to listen to off of Hopes, Dreams, Lies, and Schemes called Burning Skies. It's pretty great. And like I said, a lot of this music is very catchy. This one, no exception. Here we go. More Argy Bargy. <laughs>
one more from Argy Bargy. What'd you think? Is good better than the first one? I'd like to say it's a bit better. Uh, one, I really love the guitar tone. I really love the, uh, I also love the little licks that they were putting in there. Just those little leads that were uh, pretty bluesy as well. And I just love the way that it sounded a bit more. I love the, uh, those uh, backing vocals that came in in the chorus to uh, just sort of uh, complement, if not if not contrast the uh, gruff vocal tenure of of the lead singer. Right, uh, I agreed, and that I would I'll just agree because again that was my favorite track off the album. <laughs> and I can understand why. <laughs> yes, Burning Skies, Argy Bargy. If you haven't heard them, you need to check them out. A great UK band that has been around. And again, Daryl Smith plays in this band as well. If you're fans of Coxbar, well, you're probably going to like this music as well. And Watford John, pretty great there on vocals. Eric? Yeah. I can say I am and I do. <laughs> Excellent. Well, there's a lot of music. For anybody that hasn't discovered bands like this, uh, you're in for a treat because there is a lot of music to go listen to. Uh, even like Problem Daughter, eight, uh, not eight, four releases, and they've been around since 08. So uh, a lot of good stuff from either bands like that, that if you hadn't heard them by now and you like them, well, there's a lot of fun stuff to go check out. But we got to wrap this show up. Eric, let's get into some not-so-punk music. What do you have for us? Well, not-so-punk, but... That doesn't mean they are not so awesome. Right? Oh, boy, that felt so sitcom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but whatever. It's the band Russian Circles. If you remember what I was saying at the top of this episode, they have a new album set to release this uh, this coming August, did I say? Yes. August 19th, yes. Yeah, mid-August, yep. Yep, it is called Genosis. Genosis? Uh, I don't know, it's G... Yeah, it's G-N-O-S-I-S. So pronounce that however in the hell you want. They got right. some, uh, yeah, they're kind of known for uh, releasing songs and or albums that are uh, pretty hard to pronounce. <laughs> I'm just like, man, that Chicago accent is thick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough of the sitcom humor. Uh, yeah, they had an album. Uh, they have an album coming out. They had a couple singles that have been released, one of which was released today that was betrayal and i listened to that one today and i'm like do i want to put this one in in place of today's pick and now i might as well just stick to my guns because they're both great they're both uh they're both credits to russian circle sound which is that uh that sort of flowy uh wavy it just sounds like an ocean of riffs nice. yeah that's the best way i could describe it <laughs> You know, they're not exactly brutal. They have heavy stuff on there. They got some chuggy parts. They got some uh, tremolo triplet parts in their in their stuff. But they are really more about being atmospheric. And they have to because it's an instrumental band. And you know how a band is good instrumentally? Or I know an instrumental band is good when you can't really picture their music with vocals. And like you don't even th- you don't even know what type of vocals would you know, would fit in this band's caliber. Right. And that's how I question circles. Yeah. They're just three guys. They are three guys, but it sounds like an orchestra, really. That's awesome. So, regardless, I'm excited to hear the rest of uh, Genosis. That's how I pronounce it. 
And and yeah, if it's anything like uh, the two songs that we have to listen to, then I can only I can only assume that the rest of it is going to be uh, that's susceptible shit. A collective ace in the hole. Nice. So here's one of those two singles that you can uh, stream pretty much anywhere. This is Conduit.
Russian circles, nice. Oh yeah, it sounds like uh, music you would uh, hear on a uh, a more disheveling part of a soundtrack. <laughs> you know, like when like when circumstances are dire and there is a huge there are huge benefits of waiting in the balance and it only lies on this uh, one mission. I'm just picturing like a, I don't know, a schooner lost at sea is just like riding the riptides and just trying to get to the other side to get, I don't know, this uh, load of t-shirts over to, uh, <laughs> over to the port in the bay. <laughs> nice. I like it. All the Russian circles t-shirts. We'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So, so yeah, that's Russian circles. I'm really loving the new stuff they're coming out with. I really, I'm really not disappointed with anything that they've uh, put out. There's just some that I, you know, like more than the others. I think the high bar for me personally that they got to reach is their album Station. I really love that one. That one and uh, Guidance. Those are their two, my, my two personal favorite albums. So. Yeah, they have a that's a tall order to fill on those ones. But again, it's not like they're putting out anything disappointing. I'm not disappointed. <laughs> awesome. Well, that was good. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show. I'm going to pull an audible. I just decided to do this right uh, after you uh, start or introduced the Russian Circles track. So I did this very quickly just because uh, the band that I was going to play for new metal on this show, I'll play on the next one. We went a little bit, a bit longer than we normally do, so I'm just going to throw another band in that I was going to play at some point in the future. So uh, we're going to go to Stockton, California for the band Spike 1000. That is Stockton, California, the hometown of Corn. But this band is not Corn. This band is Spike 1000. Uh, they formed in the early 90s. They had released the album Waste of Skin in 2001. That was the first I heard of them. And not too long after that release, I think they were done because this was the last release that they put out. So they formed in the early 90s. Last release was in 2001. Waste of Skin. I definitely recommend you checking out the album. And I'm going to give you a reason why. We're going to check out the track Make Me Suffer. It's pretty cool. Here we go with Spike 1000. Make me suffer every day. Make it seem my own, not yours Would you see through me? So full of apologies That I'm dragging on my knees You make a path to trick yourself And grab a simple life In a space of fear I see myself that I to breathe
So what did you think of Spike 1000? There, there may be more hard rock than new metal. I don't know. But uh, they were from that era where I was listening to all that new metal, and it all kind of sounded cool to me. <laughs> well, yeah, it comes from that era of when everything was in drop D. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, honestly, that's that in the groove is about as a new metal as it gets. It's a. I don't know. I see it. I see it kind of being like a. Uh, I don't know, like a sort of limp biscuit type new metal. Sure. Yeah, minus the cringe. <laughs> right. I was gonna say. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> yeah. Like it's got its hard rock elements in there, but it's not quite so. Uh, uh, their singer, she's not quite going full on MC. Right. She's got a bit like a uh, rough edge to that one. So I guess you could say it's uh, closer to hardcore, even uh, hard rock, shit like that. So, yeah, not bad. Definitely in their own element, I'll say. Right. Well, check out Spike 1000 if you like it. I mean, you might be able to find the music still. Yeah, I don't think the band's doing anything as uh, over 20 years ago was their last release. But Waste of Skin was that release. Make Me Suffer was that track. Eric, we are we're done. We gotta. It's time to wrap it up. So uh, if you found us somewhere, you can find us also on these places: iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music Player FM, and SLCPunkS.com. And then you can find the bands on Instagram at the Apathetics, at the Uncouth KCMO, at Suffocator SLC, at United Blood NYC. At Problem Daughter, at Russian Circles, and at SLC Punkcast. I am not sure if Betty has some social medias because it's hard to look up Betty and then find anything. <laughs> yeah, no. Not really, but you can find their Bandcamp on the uh, City of Dis Bandcamp. That has a bunch of uh, other power violence, DB crust bands that are coming out of uh, uh, mostly Salt Lake. Perfect. Well, go find them there. Then that's where I found their music as well. Eric, where can we find you? I already said the apathetics, but you can say it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, just find the apathetics at uh, on Bandcamp. I believe it's apatheticsslc.bandcamp.com. So uh, do not quote me on that one, but you can find it through our Instagram and Facebook, which you will have heard slash will hear. Right. As for me, you can find me on Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. You can find my other band <laughs> on Instagram as well at anonymous underscore band official on Facebook at anonymous SLC and on Bandcamp at anonymous SLC .com. And you can find my podcast lead melodies on, uh, fucking Instagram at lead melodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at lead dot melodies dot podcast dot SLC. And be sure to follow the SLC hardcore page on Facebook at SLC hardcore. I've been posting a lot, especially this week. Like I said, a lot of shows, too many bands, too much, uh, too much things happen in too little time. And also <laughs> some uh, pretty cool new releases that I've been uh, putting out there and uh, promoting. So cool. Check that shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, the bands are found on Facebook at the apathetics.slc, uh, at the uncouth KCMO, at suffocator SLC, at United Blood NYC, at Problem Daughter, 
at UK at Russian Circles Music, and at SLC Punkcast. I suppose I could have typed in at Betty SLC, and maybe that would have popped up, but I don't. I searched Betty, and I think I said I couldn't find anything. Well, I found a whole bunch of things. Just none of them were the thing I was looking for. yeah i don't know if they have any uh socials out there i guess it's just uh reliant on word of mouth but like i said there are so many of these bands popping up it's kind of hard to keep track right we'll go to the band camp and eric that is it that's uh that is the show do you have any final thoughts before we wrap this up um Exactly. A final thought, more of a reiteration of what I was saying about so many shows happening all at the same time. It's, uh, I mean, on one hand, yes, it's awesome. It's great to see the scene so vibrant. It's great to see like a bunch of new bands forming. But the the more that bands form, you're you're kind of uh, taking a lot of fans and. You know what I said about playing favorites? It's kind of like that. (laughs) Too many venues open, they're going to want to get a bunch of bands. So we have a bunch of bands, so you're going to have to bring all the bands there to play a show. But who's going to show up? Some of these shows are probably just going to be bands playing to themselves, which uh, I've done before. But I'm not saying that bands should just go break up and everything. I I don't say that we need to thin the herd. I just say, you know what? We need to be a little more uh, consolidating about this. <laughs> if we really want people to uh, come to the shows, maybe don't have six booked over the course of two days. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's just, Maybe I'm just a little jaded. Maybe I'm just like uh, wishing for simpler times, but. I'm just uh, I'm just expressing myself here. I could just be, I could just be preaching to the ether, and this will all fall on deaf ears. But we'll see what the future holds. Regardless, a lot of great bands to check out, either live or on the record on their band camps. I stand by that. Listen to these bands; they are worth it. Awesome. Well, on that note, play the fucking outro.